are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Today, it is September 10th, 2021, and the news is official. We've got some new members of the Big 12 conference coming into the show. We'll get into all of that. First, we'll lay, uh, lay some things out for you guys. Number one, I am Josh Neighbors, host of the Locked On Big 12 podcast. I know there might be some new folks joining us. I know a lot of you uh, have been joining us on Twitter. I've seen a lot of people following along. So you can find me. There it is, at Josh Neighbors on the screen. Up there, point right there. At Josh Neighbors, where you can find me on Twitter. You can find the show at LOBig12 uh, on Twitter. You can find the Locked On Big 12 podcast wherever you all get your podcasts. So that is the next order of business. So uh, Apple. Stitcher, Spotify, and now we're on YouTube as well. If you're watching us on YouTube, check us out on those places. Leave a review, subscribe. And the flip side, too, if you're listening to us in the audio version, you can go and uh, go find us on YouTube, subscribe, and hope you guys are fired up, ready to go uh, like I am. couple things one more before we get to actual business. The show today, talking about Big 12 expansion. Then we'll discuss the Big 12 matchups this weekend. And then we'll do the Saturday seven, the seven most important games outside of the Big 12 Conference. We'll give you guys some picks as well. All right, let's get to the big order of the day. It's official by way of the Big 12 Conference. Uh, if you go to their their YouTube, uh, their Twitter channel, excuse me, they uh, they release it on their Twitter page. So here is the uh, release. The Big 12 Conference Board of Directors this morning voted to extend membership invitations to Brigham, Brigham Young University, the University of Central Florida, University of Cincinnati, and the University of Houston to join the conference. Today's actions were in accordance with the Big 12 Conference Bylaws 1.5.2.B.3, requiring an affirmative vote of a supermajority of directors and was approved unanimously by the eight continuing members. As necessary, institutional boards will be, uh, will be in session today to act on Big 12 Conference membership, video conferences, announcements uh, with Big 12 Board Directors, Chairman and Texas Tech University President Lawrence Chauvinac will be uh, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby and campus reps are scheduled today at the following times, 11 a.m. Central Time uh, for Houston, 11.30 a.m. Central Time for BYU, 2.45 Central Time for UCF and 3.30 Central Time for Cincinnati. Uh, so, it's official. We've been talking about this all week, but the Big 12 is going to be adding four new teams. They're going to be adding BYU, going to be adding Houston, going to be adding UCF, going to be adding Cincinnati. So that's official. Number one thing on this, this is a good thing for the conference. I've seen a whole lot of people out there saying, oh, you know, maybe just staving off the inevitable. And sure, maybe we are just staving off the inevitable. Maybe we are heading towards that college football super league 
that we talked about. But this is a Locked On Big 12 podcast. If you're watching it, you're a college football fan or you know maybe you're a Big 12 fan, whatever it is, it's good for our conference that we get to stay alive. It's pretty plain and simple there. But I think it's good for college football that this large con- – and I know, like, you know you're robbing Peter to pay Paul in some respects. The AAC is, is now the latest casualty from what's happening. The Mountain West Conference had a statement as well discussed uh, saying, you know, we're on, the, we're on the lookout for some possible expansion. But the, the bottom line for this is this is good for the Big 12 Conference. It's good for college football that one of the power conferences is going to st- stay afloat, stay alive. And look, I know the revenue, the next TV contract is not going to be as much as it would if they had Oklahoma or Texas. We all know that. But this conference is adding four strong members, um, you know, football-wise, BYU, uh, Cincinnati, and UCF are all have great pedigree. Um, UCF has been one of the top 25 programs in the country for the last, you know, what is it, five, ten years now, five, probably mostly five years, five to six years. Um, Cincinnati's a top 10 program right now. BYU's got a rich, rich tradition and we're a top 25 team last season. And then uh, also Houston's had their ups and downs, but obviously it's in a big market. Basketball-wise, all of these schools bring something to the table. They've all been in the NCAA tournament within recent memory, right? We've all seen uh, all these teams have been able to make it there. So, and I mean, Houston was just in a Final Four as well. So um, this is a great, great day for the Big 12 Conference for the last couple months that have been very difficult for the conference. And so now they've – and look – I know what people are saying out there. I know there has been so much talk of, look, they just grab warm bodies. I heard the term warm bodies used on a podcast. I've heard the terms, uh, you know, the best available, right, or whatever was there, um, you know, holder teams, whatever you want to call it. These are four legitimately good programs. I'm not just gassing them up for the sake of gassing them up. Four legitimately good athletic programs, and all of them bring something different to the table. I want to shout out BYU because number one, they do bring the most, I think, in terms of a, a fan base standpoint, monetary standpoint. But the 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 excitement and the anticipation I've already heard from many BYU fans it is exhilarating. It is exciting, and I'm really thrilled that they are thrilled to join the conference. And so uh, I've always I already have a, a back and forth, and I'm seeing a lot of people now following. Um, they're following us on on Twitter right now. A lot of BYU fans. They're super excited to, to now join this conference and now be a part of this. Um, obviously, I'm sure UCF fans, Houston fans, and Cincinnati fans will feel uh, excited as well. Houston's going to be the most interesting one, right? They share the most real estate with other teams. They're already there with Texas Tech, with TCU, with Baylor. Uh, you know, they're adding another team in that Texas region. And right now, you know, if depending on how things end up, there could be five Big 12 teams in the state of Texas at least, you know, if Texas remains there for a year or whatever it is. But the, the excitement continues to grow around this. And there has to be a level of pos- positivity because the, the Big 12, the bottom line is the conference has been saved. I know it might be temporary. I don't know what the future holds. But right now, they've got four legitimate programs coming in. Once again, the TV revenue is not going to be what it was. But there has got to be some appetite, some enthusiasm for what is currently happening with the Big 12 Conference. Because a month or so ago, you know, I was the opinion that they were, this was going to be an uphill climb. Uh, I, I was worried that that maybe the Big Ten, the ACC, 
would look at a West Virginia and a Kansas maybe because their basketball tradition. Maybe the Pac-12 would look at Oklahoma State and TCU or Texas Tech and poach. And once it went down to seven, it felt like it was going to be ball game for the Big 12 Conference. That did not happen. And the fact that they're saved, it does bring some joy. It does bring a sigh of relief. And it does, I think, make watching this football season for a Big 12 fan and also fans of these programs too, a little the anxiety goes down a little bit because that that idea in the back of your mind that somebody else might go, somebody else might leave, that idea is kind of subsided just a touch just for the time being. So I think from a bunch of different standpoints, this feels like a win. Um, the American Conference, I know it's tough. Once again, in some ways, we are robbing robbing Peter to save Paul uh, to pay Paul rather. In, in some ways, but for the Big Twelve Conference, it, it, it you know it's it's a it's a huge win. And I, I don't want to tell people in the AAC their teams don't matter because the, the the Big Twelve is taking out three AAC teams. I've said this a bunch. Everybody's team matters. If you're a Temple football fan, you matter. We should not be having to do this. Um, but this is the way college football works. And you know it sucks that Texas and Oklahoma are leaving. It sucks that now. It's kind of set off this chain reaction. We'll see what's next. But look, it's the name of the game. And the Big 12 wasn't the first conference to do this. They were not the conference that really got this thing started. Um, I know there was a round of expansion they wanted to do or they kind of looked at back in 2010, right, 2011. There, you know, there was some of these teams being floated, especially Houston being floated for joining the conference. But they are now at a point where um, they, they said no back then. Now they are pushing forward. They are doing, they're making it happen. And they've been forced to do it. The Big 12 had to do this. Is this optimal? No. Uh, given the circumstances, is this number one situation? My colleague at SiriusXM, Robbie Triano, said as much. He said this is not the best case scenario. The best case scenario is Oklahoma and Texas don't leave. But with what's happening, this is an exciting uh, look ahead to the future. It's nice for the programs there currently. I'm excited for the four new programs coming in. The conversations about how to divide this thing are going to be fun um, and creative. To me right now, I would divide it up with this. I would do the four Texas schools. I would do Oklahoma State, and I would do BYU in, in a in one division. Then I would do the two Kansas schools. I would put them with Cincinnati and West Virginia. I would put them with Iowa State, and I'd also put them with UCF to make another uh, division. So maybe an East and Western division. This conference is now becoming a national conference. So maybe uh, I guess because they're back to twelve teams, I'll probably keep the Big Twelve moniker for right now. But hey, look, maybe it's time for a rebrand because a lot of those. Um, you know, original brands that we talked about are now out the door. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, all right, so that'll do it on, on the expansion front for right now. Uh, we'll hear a word from our sponsors before we get into a weekend preview of the games coming up. Today's show on the Locked on Big 12 podcast, familiar with Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar, Bilt Bar procured scholarships for BYU players. So uh, Bilt Bar, shout out to them. Go to builtbar.com uh, right now. See all of their available flavors. They've got so many, and really they've got something for everybody at built.com. Coconut, cherry bar, chia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, uh, strawberry, cookies and cream, orange, German chocolate, 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calorie ranges from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of of net carbs. Go to built.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off at built.com. 
All right, friends, Big 12 games on the docket. We've got a, another fantastic weekend of Big 12 football. We'll give it all uh, to you right here, lines courtesy of our friends at betonline.ag. So I know the realignment news is the big news of the day, and we're going to have so much on that as we move along. But also, it's a football Friday, people. So we've got a, uh, we got, we got to preview these games here coming up. In the Big 12 Conference, things get started on Friday night. It is Kansas on the road against number 17, Coastal Carolina. Uh, Kansas is catching 26 and one-half points in this game. Coastal Carolina comes into this ranked number 17. This game is also at 7.30 on ESPN2 for those of you who are um, looking at watching this. Uh, looking, looking to get in on this on this action. Coastal Carolina, obviously, led by quarterback Grayson McCall uh, back from last season. But I, I want to focus on Kansas because Kansas ends up getting a win last week. And this is going to be an absolute difficult game. I think they're going to lose probably by 20 points. If you were to bet this game, I would, I would put Kansas in some kind of a teaser if possible. If you can get them at plus 31, plus 32, you're in good shape. I'm all over the teasers right now, folks. I'm all over these teasers. I hit one, uh, hopefully hit one this weekend, but I had the Cowboys last night plus like 14 and a half. I think it was a 15 and a half, six-point teaser. Got them with a Washington football team. They're getting uh, five and a half points on Sunday. But, yeah, if you're looking to to get some action on this game, I I would potentially look at putting this one in a tease just because of the line. But, look, Kansas – an opportunity to come out. They did not look great last week, but they got a win, and that's what's important. Lance Leipold era got off to a win. This is not going to be smooth sailing. This is a well-organized Jamie Chadwell group. They do run a lot of that basically shotgun option type offense, which makes it a it's it's really fascinating to watch. Triple a lot of triple option. I think it's triple option principles you could call them out of a shotgun formation. That's something fun to watch. And let's let's watch Jason Bean. What can he do uh, against an experienced? Coastal Carolina defense. That's what Kansas is contending with tonight. I think the Chanticleers win, but let's see if we can get a Kansas cover. Come on, Jayhawks. All right, noon tomorrow, Fox Sports 1, Tulsa's 0-1. They're on the road against Oklahoma State. The line is 13. By all indications, Spencer Sanders will play, and that's why this feels like it's a week one for the offense. I know they struggled last week, um, and then Shane Illingworth was in there, but he's not the guy. Spencer Sanders is the guy that we heard about all offseason, right, from Mike Gundy telling us how much his quarterback had improved. Well, now in this situation, we're going to actually get to see, right? We're going to see how much better did Spencer Sanders get this offseason. This Tulsa team's coming off a loss where uh, it was UC Davis, right, where they uh, had a bunch of players out for the first part of the game, suspended that fight at the end of last season in their bowl game against uh, Mississippi State. Excuse me. Uh, against Mississippi State, I believe it was. So uh, interesting matchup there. But I think uh, we're going to see a lot from Spencer Sanders. Lay that 13 Lay that thirteen points. I'm, I'm down with Oklahoma State in this game. 3.30, ESPNU. TCU against Cal. TCU, 11.5-point favorites. This is a must-win game for TCU. They beat the hell out of Duquesne last week. They beat the brakes off of the poor with the Duquesne, whatever it is, uh, the, the Duke, something like that. Um, they beat the hell out of Duquesne. Good for them. But this week is going to be the real indicator, right? It's a stiff Cal defense led by Justin Wilcox, their head coach, who is well-known for his defense. Their offense ain't very good. And that's where 
um, I think TCU's defense is going to be able to take, uh, to, you know, they're going to be able to get some advantages. This Cal defense held up well against Carson Strong in Nevada last week. We'll see if they can again. I think TCU wins. I don't know if they cover. 11 and a half feels a lot. Hey, maybe this is the team that you dump in the two-team team. It's maybe the team that you put in the teaser, right? Maybe this is this is the spot where you like, or maybe even Oklahoma State is to some extent, but I, I think you're actually pretty safe there. Um, two-team tees, Oklahoma State and Kansas. Maybe two-team tees here with TCU and in Kansas. I don't know, but I like TCU to win this game. They 12 at 9 and 1 this week, and they get off to a good start. But this was the game I circled. I did my rankings of the 10 most important conference games of the Big 12 season coming into this. TCU and Cal was on that list because I know SMU TCU is a big rivalry, but but this Cal defense is going to test TCU in a very meaningful way. I want to figure out what's going on here with this TCU offense. And so we're going to see that this weekend. Uh, I like TCU to win. I think Cal covers at 11 and a half. Maybe it gets pushed up to 12. Um, I do think Cal covers, but hey, if you wanted to go the other way in this, if you wanted to, to, to go with Cal and tease that line up to what, 14, 15, 16, you'd be good to go on that front. Uh, I don't know if TC is going to win this game by like 25 points. I don't, I don't see that happening. Uh, 4.30 ABC, number 10 Iowa, number 9 Iowa State. These games are all in Eastern time, so I'll go through them once again. 6.30 tonight, ESPN2, Kansas and Coastal, 11 a.m. Central Time, FS1, Oklahoma State, and Tulsa, 2.30 Central Time, Cal at TCU. 3.30 Central Time is going to be Iowa and Iowa State. If you want a full breakdown of this game, a full breakdown of this game, I did a podcast yesterday with Austin Keeney of Wide Right and Natty Light. Go right now and check that out on the channel. If you want a full breakdown of Iowa State versus Iowa, I'll give my pick here. I think Iowa definitely keeps this one close. I'm going to take Iowa plus the four and a half. I'm going to take Iowa State to win the game. I think for the first couple punches, they get ahead. I think this one's close in the end. I think Iowa State holds on 20 to 17, 17-14, 21-17, somewhere in that low-scoring range. But um, I, I think the play everybody's kind of looking at here, looking for an angle, the under at 46 and a half. This does not feel like it's going to be a shootout. The only way it feels like that points number can get up if there are special teams and defense touchdowns, which, which don't get me wrong, that, you know, we saw last week, right? Uh, we know that there's been some weird punts in this this game in the, in the past. We saw last week uh, two pick sixes last week for Iowa by the same player. So that's not out of the question. The defense touchdowns, not out of the question. But I feel like I would take the under in the situation if you're really uh, compelled to go one way on that. Five o'clock, or excuse me, four o'clock Eastern time, Four o'clock Central Time, excuse me. It is West Virginia and Long Island. Just looking for West Virginia to get back on track. They made a lot of mistakes last week, and Jared Daigie was the culprit. They made a, they made too, a few too many mistakes. That game was really played a lot, uh, kind of between the 30s almost, with some of the mistakes going back and forth. And West Virginia was able to capitalize more. Jared Daigie, excuse me, last week, 24 of 40, 277 to score, and two INTs. He took three sacks. Uh, Letty Brown went for about 4.3 yards of carry, got two scores. The kind of things got bottled up second half. That offense really kind of went into neutral. And I, I like Neil Brown. He's a good coach. I've said this a bunch. Uh, I'm actually going to be boots on the ground next week in Morgantown to see my Virginia Tech Hokies take on, well, two teams. For those of you who are new to the podcast, 
uh, went to Missouri, grew up Virginia Tech fan. So that's kind of the, the two allegiances I have. So Virginia Tech, West Virginia next week, boots on the ground uh, against LIU. Uh, you know, I believe this is LIU, who is LIU, Long Island University. Um, you better expect West Virginia to beat them and beat them substantially. Uh, no line on that one right now. Western Carolina, Oklahoma, 6 o'clock. This is, I believe, the pay-per-view game that Oklahoma has every single year. Um, they should thump them. They're just pillar to post. They're looking to get their anger out. And so that, that's kind of that's the expectation for this game. Saturday night, maybe, could be the game of the day. I don't know. It's got some potential. Texas against Arkansas, 6 o'clock Central Time on ESPN. The Texas Longhorns are seven-point favorites, and I think yesterday I was listening to the podcast Split Zone Duo, and they made a great point. This game feels a lot like last week's game. I think ULL and Arkansas are kind of comparable in terms of – I know Arkansas is not as good as ULL uh, in terms of having guys, but they've got better athletes maybe not as refined, so a little bit on the even playing field, right? If those two teams played, I think you'd probably expect a pretty even result if they did. Arkansas last week struggled – with rice. And so um, this Hudson card show is going to go on the road. I think I want to take Arkansas plus seven, but I think Texas wins. I think Hudson card maybe struggles a little bit early, but finds that rhythm. I think Steve Sarkeesian is going to have his guys ready to play. I think they cause a lot of problems for the Arkansas offense on the defensive side. I think they rushed the pass and they did a great job last week of making uh, Levi Lewis super uncomfortable. I think they did the same thing this week against Arkansas. And so I like Texas in this game to win. I'll take Arkansas. It might be a backdoor late, you know, uh, Texas up two scores. Arkansas gets one late and doesn't recover an onside kick. But I'm going to go Arkansas plus the seven here, plus the seven. But I think Texas wins, and it, it could potentially be, comf- you know, comfortable-ish, right? But um, I'm taking the Power 5 team, SEC team, with a decent defense at home plus the seven against a quarterback in his first road start. Once again, Texas wins the game, and Texas Texas does win this game, but I think Arkansas does the D, and they cover in this one as well. Three games wrap up here. Texas Southern goes to Baylor at 7 o'clock on the uh, ESPN+. Plus. Same time for Southern Illinois and Kansas State. Same time for Stephen F. Austin and Texas Tech. Friends, 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 keep your eyes up. Do not let these teams come in and get you. Uh, take care of business here in this one. That's that's all I'm saying. Now, this is another week, I mind you all, where every Big 12 team this week is favored. Um, and in terms of double-digit favorites, or excuse me, Kansas is the only one, Kansas is the exception. So nine of the 12, nine of the 10 Big 12 teams are favored. Um, Oklahoma State's double-digits, TCU's double-digits, West Virginia, when the line comes out eventually, we'll double do the same thing for Oklahoma, Baylor, Kansas State, and Tech. Uh, I'll eventually even get lines on those. So a bunch of double-digit favorites this week for the, for the Big 12. I know I'm going to be wrong at some point. I've, I've, uh, I, I picked the Big 12 this week to go 9-1. and one. They went 9-1 and one last week. I think Kansas is the only team that sustains a loss. But, you know, the game I feel least confident about, obviously, would be the Iowa-Iowa State game. But I think this could be another really strong week the Big 12. And the only game the Big 12 lost last week was that game for West Virginia against Maryland. And to be honest, that one was pretty close too. So take a look uh, at at those games coming up this weekend. 10 Big 12 games. All right, one more word from our sponsors, and then we'll get you guys out of here with the Saturday 7. Seven biggest games 
that I have selected outside of the Big 12 Conference. But first, one more word from our sponsors. Today's show was brought to you by Stat Hero. Did you guys know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it that surprising, though? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have a lot more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. But introducing Stat Hero, it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineup and dares you to beat them. It's just you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy sports matchup. It's the way fantasy sports should be. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for a fr- uh, for free right now, and you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. All right, friends, time for the Saturday 7, the seven biggest games selected by yours truly across the country. And we give you guys a little bit of an angle on these as well. Uh, Let's see. We'll go to tomorrow first to take a look at these games. At big noon kickoff, we've got Oregon and we've got Ohio State. Number three, Ohio State. Number 12, Oregon. Oregon struggled some last week with Fresno. Ohio State struggled some and then really uh, not coasted. They found their footing, were able to get the win against Minnesota last week. C.J. Stroud, people kind of at his neck. I don't get it, man. It's his first game. Let the kid live. Let the kid get some experience. 14 and a half, you know, this one feels like it might depend if Kayvon Thibodeau plays or not, but I know the offensive line for Ohio State is really good. So, actually, I'm going to go with Ohio State here. I'm going to lay the 14 in the hook. I really think it's a spot where – I feel pretty strongly uh, about Ohio State. I feel good about them getting the win. Game number two of the Saturday 7, we got Pitt and Tennessee. Pitt laying three points on the road against Tennessee. I kind of want to take Tennessee in this spot. I really do feel like this is a spot they could could win. But Joe Milton's a quarterback, so I'm not going to. I'm going to ride with Pitt in this one. Let's see if that Pat Narduzzi defense can come in and uh, do what we we know. I think we know they're all capable of. Of, of playing very well. Um, but yes, I, in that game, I'm going to end up going with the uh, the Pitt Panthers. Uh, going down my list right here. Not, it's not an excellent week uh, outside of the Big 12 Conference. Uh, let's see. We've also got Missouri against Kentucky. That one is taking place. Uh, this is, let's see, 7, 6.30 Central Time on ESPN, uh, SEC Network rather. So Missouri and Kentucky, Kentucky five and a half point favorites. I'm going to take my Missouri Tigers plus the five and a half, maybe a bit of a homer pick. We'll see. Um, But I think Mizzou comes in. This game's got a lot of juice behind it too. For those of you all who don't know, uh, these two teams do not like each other. There was an incident last year where there was a big hit in the sideline and there's kind of a big crowd and everybody really got into it. That's, that's kind of what we're dealing with um, this week. So there's excitement there on that front. I'm taking my Tigers plus five and a half. Number five, Texas A&M goes on the road to play the Buffaloes, uh, Colorado. It is 2.30 on Fox A&M last week, my friends. Um, not a not an excellent start for them. Uh, they struggled in their game last week, and obviously Haynes King has come under some scrutiny uh, for the three interceptions that he threw last week. This is an A&M team that we think potentially – Challenge the playoffs. They did struggle some with Kent State. They ended up winning by 31 points. But Kent is not a not a very good team. 
and uh, they play with their food a little bit. You don't like seeing that. Colorado's getting 17. Carl Doral, really good coach, but I, I think you kind of feel strong with AM here on the road. But I'll take I'll take Colorado getting 17 at home. We'll take 17 points, right? What's what's I mean, 17 in a home game? Look, I, I know we're all, you know, everybody's rah rah SEC and whatnot, but I think 17 points on the road is a pretty fair number uh, to, to take in that situation if you're looking to, you know, get some get some value. Uh, later on, we've got App and Michigan State. That is an absolutely monumental contest between those two teams. App, obviously great program. Miami coming off a bad loss. Need to get things back on, on the tracks. Laying nine, I'll lay the nine. They've got to be careful, but I'll lay the nine there. I think Miami takes care of business at home. We've got the Holy War between BYU and Utah. Utah giving seven points on the road. We'll take BYU plus the points. Round out 10.30 on Fox. Stanford against USC. USC, 17-point favorites against the Cardinal. I'll take 17 points in the Cardinal there on the road. I think USC is a lot better than Stanford is, um, but I'll take US, I'll take Stanford excuse me, plus 17 points. We're taking points this week, people. We're taking some points and some spots. Got a couple dogs in there that, that I like, um, but I'll really dive into those you know, more in tomorrow morning. But just giving you guys those seven games, Saturday, seven, seven most consequential games outside of the Big 12 Conference this weekend. Uh, and also, I'll give you a little extra one here. Michigan, here's the thing. Michigan and 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 Washington does not do a whole lot for me. I know it's a primetime game. I know I know it's up there, but like this game does not do a whole lot for me in, in terms of just excitement level. Um, Washington was so flat last week. As is somebody at my door right now, um, Michigan was so flat last week. But yeah, I think this is definitely a spot where um, I, I would you know don't love this game, but I'll, I'll take Michigan at home. I think Washington's got to sort out their quarterback situation. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Follow the show at LOBig12. Until next time, my friends, as always, stay safe. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.